The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Week after week now, we're getting reports of a shortfall in the collection of TV licence revenue. An awful lot of it has been put down to the controversy in RT in relation to what has become known as the Ryan Tuberty affair, but which has unearthed many other things as well. So it could be that it has all cost RT between three and four million euro, although there was a downward trend as it happened in people renewing their TV licences even before this controversy broke. We're joined by two guests. In a moment, we'll have Paul Murphy, the people before Profit TD. But first, we have Fanola Doyle O'Neill, who's a broadcast and legal historian from University College Cork. Fanola, thank you very much for joining us. Is this the first time that we seem to have a mass movement of disobedience in paying the TV licence? Well, I mean, actually, in two thousand and twelve, there was there was quite a high level of um, non-payment. Um, I think the issue, as you mentioned, there was due to the fact that there's a certain amount of disquiet with what's happening. But I would be a very firm advocate of public service television, and if I could just contextualise, um, I was involved with the Future of Media Commission, and this has been an issue that has been raging for many years regarding whether we should take into account that people's viewing patterns are changing anyway from linear television. To to more broad-based, you know, streaming and so forth. So, you know, we're in 31 EBU countries, EBU standing for European Broadcasting Union countries, actually use a form of um, taxation for public funding. And this is what the future of media has been suggesting. And one I particularly like is the one from um, Sweden, which is a hypothecated or ring-fenced money uh, for for people under 14,000. You don't have to pay any tax at all on your for your license fee and um, you don't have to pay any license fee and those for, who are over 14,000 then up to a maximum of 163 euros what they pay for their public service um, um, viewing but I think what's really important is that Ireland is, is really an outlier at this stage we have um, revenue from license fee we're only one of five including Poland, France, Albania and Bosnia-Herzegovina who actually um, have traditional device ownership criteria uh, attached to the actual license. In other words, we're still very traditional and very looking at, at, at linear. So what we need to look at really is um, that the other people who use the um, revenues from the license fee, that they're looking at uh, broadening the criteria, which they have done, to devices such as computer monitors, smartphones and so forth. Um, and I think we're going to have to move towards that. But uh, sorry, Fenora, that just actually sorry, it's interesting though that could it be that even if we hadn't had this Ryan Trubbody controversy, to use a shorthand term for it, that there was going to be the decline anyway because so many younger people and maybe immigrants coming into the country we're just avoiding the licence fee because as they thought they weren't using television or they weren't watching Irish television so they felt they shouldn't be paying for it. Absolutely. I mean, the system is broken. Now, you must remember that, uh, as uh, I know that, for, for example, in 2019, that Unpost hadn't updated their data bank for 30 years. So that's a big problem uh, in terms of, and then it's also the burden of proof in court as to whose ownership and who's living in the house and occupancy and all that. So it's very difficult. So it, it definitely there's a change. And remember that the OECD report from um, 2019 tells us that one in seven people is over 65 in Ireland. So we've got an ageing population. So we have to take into account the younger viewer and we have to adapt how we consume media with the younger viewer. Now, 
also allied to all of this is the whole notion that this is not this is an ongoing process. The Oireachtas um, had a very interesting report in 2017 under Pat Rabbit that they actually recommended that there would be a non-device dependent uh, public service charge. So this is an ongoing uh, a sort of remit and I think it definitely needs to be attached and I think allied to that then as well it's really important to note that we also have the streamers the online huge uh, uh, streaming companies who are earning 200 million a year from Ireland and we need to start immediately imposing a digital tax on them which can go back into uh, refunding for um, both film, television and so forth because um, they've already introduced it in France and Italy a 3% levy on um, these huge um, Netflix or these type of um, online platforms. So we really have to start being a bit more savvy. But I, I certainly am very, very much an advocate of public service broadcasting. Look at all the people that were involved in Oireachtas, watching Oireachtas television, which is, has a huge remit to keep an eye on our legislature and our um, executive and see how they're functioning. Um, and I think it's really important in terms of, um, I mean, a, a perfect example of, of purely public service broadcasting is TG Carr. TG Cahar is almost wholly dependent on um, on public service broadcasting and on um, exchequer revenue. And while it has a limited audience, it's doing exactly what it says in the tin. It's that providing a cultural language remit. Um, and I think I've spoken to you before, um, Matt, about the fact that we fought so long and hard for a public service broadcaster. They tried to take it over by the Vatican. The Vatican wanted to buy the television licence. Uh, initially in 1962, we had media moguls from America. We had Gwailing, we had Canadian. So we have fought long and hard. For and we need to protect it. Flora, exactly. stay there. Stay there. I want to bring in Paul Murphy from People Before Profit. Because, Paul, you've brought forward proposals today, which by the sounds of it are not a million miles away from what Fanola has just spoken about. Yeah, I mean, and they're in line with the recommendation of the Future and Media Commission, which is to do away with the TV licence. I think effectively now people are voting with their wallet in any case in protests, understandably, at what has gone on at the tops of RTE, um, very different to what was going on for most RTE workers and the conditions they were working in. Um, And it is a regressive tax. I mean, it's a tax at the same level that the water charges were meant to be brought in of 160 euros for every household that is liable to pay, regardless of the level of uh, income in the household. So we think that should go. Um, We think absolutely we need proper public service broadcasting. And I think if you look at the scandals within RTE, the root of them lie in this dual funding model whereby they were getting some funding from the TV licence, but then almost half of their funding was coming from commercial sponsorship and advertising. And that had a corrosive effect. And that was the drive to have this slush fund for advertising executives. That was the drive to make secret payment for uh, payments to Ryan Tuberty to keep him because he brings in the advertising. That was the drive for the sponsorship deals with the cars uh, and so on. And so we think we need to fund public service broadcasting uh, properly. We need to increase the funding for RTE. We need to create a media fund available for others at a local level to be able to uh, apply for, to the tune of a billion euros in total, half a billion for RTE, half a billion for um, other media outlets, um, and fund that through a tax on the big tech corporations. Okay, sorry, just before I get to that tax on the big tech corporations, which is very interesting, I just want to get clarity on something. Are you saying that RTE across television, radio, its various services should no longer have any advertising or any sponsorship. Correct. 
So at the moment, RTE gets about 150 million euros uh, a year from advertising and sponsorship and about 200 million euros a year from the CV license. So a total of 350 uh, million euros. We think all of that commercial revenue uh, should go. We think it has a bad distorting effect clearly on the culture at the top of RTE, away from that public service uh, remit. And instead, we should have public funding to the tune of 500 uh, million euros to ensure we have you know really okay. proper, high-quality public service broadcasting. All right. And then tell us about how you would levy that tax. Yeah, so that would be the, the big tech tax uh, effectively is two components, but both of which are uh, taxes on the major social media uh, companies, the major ICT companies who are making huge profits in uh, Ireland. And, and sorry, um, who are also bleeding advertising revenue away from traditional it, media. Exactly. I mean, what what is happening is that traditional media, including public service media, are creating the content, but much of the advertising revenue is then being drained away by the social media uh, giants. Leeches is a better word. Exactly. Um, And and they're also having quite a corrosive impact in terms of our public discourse. I mean, these are spaces that traditionally should be public spaces. You know what I mean? It's the equivalent of a town square, but it's happening digitally. But these are owned privately. These are owned by, you know, multi-million, multi-billionaires, people like Elon Musk, Mark uh, Zuckerberg, whose only interest is the bottom line of profit. They don't really care if you're getting completely inaccurate, fake news uh, and so on, or getting, you know, funneled down these kind of hate uh, pipelines. Whatever the algorithm does, it does it in the interest of profit. So we we think we should be taxing their very, very large profits um, in order then to ensure that we can have proper public service broadcasting and including that's funding for local news papers to be able to apply to to have a flourishing, uh, diverse uh, landscape of media in this country. Finola Doyle O'Neill, just to finish with you though, as a broadcast and legal historian at UCC, do you think does RTE give us enough domestic content for the money that goes into it at present for the 350 million euro when you consider that you'd be hard pressed to find anything on RT television this week that isn't a repeat if it's not sport well that's true but I, I suppose you know we are fed up at looking at Christmas time during the summer which is what I had to ex- experience uh, quite recently on ear to the ground but um, <laughs> I, I think I think it's again to go back to the imperative of public service broadcasting and remember that you know there hasn't been a license increase since 2008. I mean, RT has been starved of money. I, I understand the point that Paul is making about the commercial entity, but I'm not altogether sure of that. I know that we we discussed it long and hard about you know ridding of the commercial side of it, but that puts a huge onus on RT then that that they must work within the remit of just the public service. And as we know, um, the budget for RT at present is not even equipped to the drama budget of BBC and I know you're talking about um, different type of audiences but remember that the BBC still has a commercial entity uh, and they still um, and for example um, yeah, they you know, sell all their stuff get- yeah they, they yes. get a lot of money in this. Okay, look, we're going to leave it there. Finola Doyle O'Neill from the Future of Media Commission as well as from UCC. Paul Murphy from People Before Profit. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.